Hello. So excited to give you okay. a birthday prezzy. I'm so excited to give you your birthday prezzy. Listeners? Hey. Tomorrow is Robin's birthday. Oh, yeah. When you hear this, tomorrow will be my day. My mm-hmm. special day. And God, let's hope it's not marred Ugh. by any kind of badness. By any kind of bad news or weird shit. Listeners, I don't know about you, but it's been a weird July. What is going on? It's been a weird July. People, they're meaner. People, they're suckier. It hasn't even been the whole month of July. It's just kind of been the past, like... Ten days. Yeah. I would say for me, it's even been the past, like, five days. I don't know. It's just, like, I think just the extreme heat. Oh, yes. and, And storms and... Oh. Just like things breaking. Oh yeah, things, people just feeling bad, and uh, I don't know what's going on. I will. I mean, I, I think that something deep inside me knew, because last week after we recorded, I was like, I'm going home to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You out did of escape. nowhere. You did. Um, I left town, and I described it as feeling like a deer in the woods that hears something, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel almost all the time. But on Tuesday, last Tuesday, that's how I felt for Sherzies. Mm-hmm. So um, if you feel like a deer in the woods that doesn't know what's wrong, I know how you feel. And the good news is you could always paint a project to feel better. Will you tell tell our dear listeners sure. about your special project? So you all know, listeners, oh, by the way, welcome to That's the Spirit oh, Podcast. Oh, welcome to That's the Spirit Podcast. This is a podcast about, I was going to say this is a spodcast, but... Um, oh, I wish it was a spodcast. Mm, Get a nice mm, face mask going. Spodcast. It's about ghosts. And in theme with that, we're having a Halloween party this weekend, and... Let me tell you all, listeners, it's gone from being exciting, thrilling, to embarrassing. I'm I don't doing know why so you much. Keep saying that it's not embarrassing. I if think anything, I'm, I'm I'm mad at how much excited. I've spent on this. I'm we, I'm shocked at the amount of Halloween stuff I have in my house right now. Let me say first of all, I'm going to stop you right there because you and I both know we've spent so much more yeah. on so much dumber. You're right. Case in point. The trip to Pennsylvania for Chris Angel. You're absolutely was right. At least three times as much as we have spent yeah. on the Halloween party. Well, you don't know the full extent of what I've done. Uh, there's a lot. And I'm also like, ooh, I'm going to buy, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make, like, themed sandwiches. Ooh, I'm going to make themed cocktails. Like, mm-hmm. should I get a full skeleton? Should I get a real skeleton? It's just off the rails. Yeah, but these are things that you love. I thought you were gonna be like, you'll use the skeleton. Like you you'll will use, use it again. The skeleton. You I would really use would. It again. Listeners, it, skeletons are really expensive. And we're we're not talking like we're not going to the evolution store and yeah. buying a human skeleton articulated. We're buying like the cheapest Amazon plastic skeleton. And it's still like it, the cheapest one you're gonna season. find is like fifty dollars. I think just like with like a plunkin, it's the off yeah, season. You're right. I think that, you know, it's good that we're doing this now, and then we should get the really cheap stuff at Halloween time. Mm-hmm. And so next summer, when we oh, have man. another summer Halloween party, should I we'll also have a Halloween party? At, like Halloween time yeah. Halloween party? Yeah, yeah why okay. not? I also this is really great. Um, I have a new roommate moving in in like a couple of days, and then tomorrow she's bringing a bunch of suitcases over to drop off, and her room that will be her room August 1st is full of fucking Halloween (laughs) stuff. It's got a nine foot coffin in it. It's got uh, a a bird cage. It's got a a deer skull and antlers. A horrible music box. It's got a, a backdrop, a spooky, oh, yeah, a spooky backdrop, beat a haunted mirror. Yeah, with a it's skull got in it. a, yeah a mist machine. Everything mm-hmm. is in there, mm-hmm. and not thinking, I was like, yeah, come drop off whatever you need. I can't just be like, you can't go in there. <laughs> like you, you can't. I am sorry, but technically, it is not yours yet, so here's you can't what, go in here's there. What we could do, maybe we could move. The stuff into your room just while she's dropping it off. I'm absolutely moving the coffin because you, you got to move the. That's coffin the thing least. that's the most that's concerning. That's the main thing, yeah. Yeah, and Only it's you know it's light and it's fresh. It. 
I don't want to have to explain it. You can leave the other stuff and honestly tell her you're having a Halloween birthday party. Yeah. It's fine. She'll be like, wow, how quirky. Yeah. My Zach this morning was like, she's going to withdraw her. Like She's going to ask for a deposit bag and Mm -hmm. not move in. But you know what? Not if she's cool. Not if she's cool. Not if she's cool. That's how you. That's how you know if somebody that should move into you your know. house. Yeah. It's you. You just throw a Halloween party randomly and see if they think it's cool. You should tell her there's a housing works nearby and see how she reacts. That's another. Oh gauge. yeah. Although True. she's not. It, where is she moving from? I have no idea. I don't know. Is housing works a thing nationwide or is it just New York? She's moving from New York, but I think oh, it's. Okay. I think it's New York. Okay. Um, so she'll know. She'll know. She'll know. Also, shout out Housing Works. It's shout out. The greatest. If we you guys are near, you. nearby one, it is an incredible the organization. They're so wonderful. Yeah. So much good work. So done, many so treasures. Much research. So much donation. Yeah. Money. You can go donate. You can go support. Go support. And while you're at it, go get like a weird old teacup or mm-hmm. like. Uh, mm. A DVD. Strangely, you said a weird old teacup. <gasps> also, listeners, what Robin knows, but she doesn't know what's involved, is that I'm also setting up a Warren Museum <laughs> in my home. Can you explain just a little bit more what you mean? Is it just, is it well, your haunted objects No, from I went to thrift stores and I I selected oh haunted objects. Oh my God. Bought them. With with dollars. Wait, is that what the music box is? No, no that's that just was from at your my house. house. Okay. Yeah, the the skull, the antlers, the music box, the alligator face. I did not bring. You know what I forgot to get from my parents' house? We're just gonna let a the alligator. Big, face a big alligator be. paw. <gasps> Might Ooh, be a croc, cool. Actually. Oh, my dad had one of those yeah. for a long time. I tried to find his weird taxidermy, but it is it is long, long gone, yeah. or packed away deep deep in the clutches of my house. Um, probably for the best that it is. We used to have just, like, deer legs. Just the legs. Independent of one another. I mean, I've seen a lot of taxidermy art made with deer legs. Like, tables and yeah. know, other weird stuff. I gotta say, it's tough to see. Mm-hmm. Um, we The worst one we had was a duckling. What do you... Oh, no. The worst one we had was a In tiny... Like a, bell jar? a tiny yellow duckling. No. No, it was like... It was like this big, made to look like it was flapping, no. like and happy, and I just, Baby. I just would like cry every time I saw the duckling. Oh my god! Like of all the fucking taxidermies to have, why would you do a duckling? Well, just you, let it rest. Did you go? Oh, did you go to the um, the old morbid anatomy museum when they had uh, all the mouse taxidermy downstairs? No. They had like huge involved scenes of taxidermied mice doing like everyday scenes like pushing like like a man and wife mouse like pushing a baby carriage oh like like a Richard Scary but with (laughs) mice so dark I guess Uh, I shouldn't say but with mice mice lived in animated mice lived in that town it's all mice in the the world of Richard Scary yeah in the world of Richard Scary we did go to that amazing place with the like rare taxidermy. I love that place. like two headed things. Uh, no, no. Remember we went in Williamsburg to this like giant place with like so many period oh, antiques. Yeah, I love that place. I think yeah. it's called. Oh, it's called something like exotic antiques and collectibles. It's called like Exotica. I think it it's called be. that. It's on. Grand Street. I know exactly where it is. I used to go in there all the time. It's great. And, like, knew them by name. The woman's name was Star. Mm-hmm. And they had a real taxidermy giraffe head. Yep. It's and huge. It was, like, 10 feet tall, and it was just the head. Yeah. Can we pause for a second? Fuck. Okay, now, now we're recording again. Oh, okay. Everyone, anyway, sorry for the... We gotta get back, back into it. We, we had were to talking about Richard Scary. Pause. And now we're back, but we don't know what we're saying. Why don't we just skip right on past mice and just... Go right into haunts. Let's go right into haunts. Anything spooky happen to you this week? (sighs) Man, oh man. I'll tell you what. Tell me. I went to the Hamptons for the first time. Oh my god, that's right. On a whim. Did you find any any kind of spooky? I'll tell you, I got some energy feels. Okay. 
Those are I I love Montauk. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Love East Hampton. I fucking hate Southampton. What was it about it that you go on record and say it? I feel that there is a deep evil there. And uh that's just how I feel. My mom felt the same way. We were like, we need to get out of here. And it's not just because the sushi was $25. I can't get her roll. Truly outrageous it wasn't even sushi a special prices. a special roll. It was a regular roll. And it was $25. But yeah, Southampton is built on some kind of a horrible curse. Um I mean, I don't need to tell you it is a a land where they don't know where the other, how the other half live. Yeah. It is just full of full of uh consumerism and, and uh, money. Mm-hmm. Also, I just don't get it. The one cool thing they had was a iron skeleton that was all jointed and painted white and I picked it up. There was a of course we went because there was, sale? was some kind like of insane church store? fair that was oh, there. Okay, yeah. So I picked it up and I was like, ooh, and they were like, that'll be sixty-five dollars. About as expensive as the plastic ones on Amazon, I got Almost say. as expensive as a but this one was this this tiny. Oh, it was teeny tiny. Smally, okay, a I smally see, iron see. beauty and um jointed with little iron nails and um it was just like a Southampton skeleton price. <laughs> really price gouged. Yeah, so Bougie it was a real scale. letdown. Bougie scale. And um, I do think it's an evil place. I really do. Well, there's definitely a lot of um, history on that land. There like, is um, in Montauk a Native American museum that I would love to go to because uh, I don't know if you know there were many, many... Uh, people on yes <laughs> in the Hamptons oh, yeah, that's what I mean before it is a land yeah. built on the blood of, yeah mm-hmm. like native people some bad shit happened in Southampton Ooh, you better and they are covering it. they are shellacking it in money I'll tell you what Ugh. I the only time well I've been to Montauk a bunch before love it yes so love cute. it very adorable wonderful the only time I've been to is it South Southampton right uh, was to go to a house. So I didn't see any of the actual town. I was just at a house. Yeah, it's very strange. To me, the town is almost like... It, it's just weird to me. And maybe, there's you know... A, there's a Tate's Bake Shop there, right? I think I went into that. There is. There's also a Lafon, but it's on, like, the What's way that? to... Um, or Leven. I don't know how oh, it's pronounced. Oh, the bakery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, a different... It's, like, the polar opposite of a Tate's. It's just a thick, underdone, chewy cookie. Oh, oh. Whereas a Tate's is like a thin crust. I prefer a chewy cookie. I I don't like a crunch. I'm a chewy cookie as well. I'm a chewy cookie person. Mm -hmm. Mm Because really all I want is to roll it up into a ball and just... Yeah, you want it to be as much like dough. I want it to be as close to raw cookie dough as possible. Sure, sure. You know what I like the most is a a peanut butter cookie that is an underdone baby. I had one of those today. Mm-hmm. Jerry at work made them. Mm, mm, so delish. So good. And yet, but yet, I wouldn't have eaten a cookie if it if it was life or death this weekend because it was 105 degrees real feel. It was, the honestly, listener, the scariest thing of all yeah. is a real feel of 100. At one yeah. point, I was in the car with Seisha, and I think it said real feel 109. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Walking... To the pharmacy and back, I thought I was going to lay down in the street and die. Time and to die. Bust. That was the day I chose to just go to the Hamptons. Psychotic. And maybe that's why I hated Southampton so much. But it was well, so fucking be. hot. You couldn't do a thing. No. And, um, you know, people die and eat like that, and I'm against it. I'll say. <laughs> I'm against heat. I'm against Coming out death. Strong. Uh, we miss fall, and we, we can't come soon enough, I'll tell you what. But it is also Leo season. Happy Leo season, Shout everyone. Out, happy Leo season. Uh, it is our our time, our baby time. Nighttime is my time. Uh, yeah. What about any hauntings for you? I'm trying to think, and I don't, I don't think so. Um, no, I went to a bunch of concerts this week, yes, and that was did. really fun. I guess the scariest thing of all was that both Friday night and Saturday night, I slept for, like, 
13 hours. Wow. Which I haven't slept till noon for quite a while. Wow. And it, it felt, I when I woke up, I was like, am I okay? What day am is I getting it? Yeah. sick? What is going on? So that was scary, but also rewarding in a lot of ways. Beautiful. Um, no, nothing too spooky ooky to report for me. Mm, good. Um, I also yeah. forgot that I had just like, if, I, if I'm sounding really manic, it's because I feel manic because I just came out of a migraine hole Oh yeah, that I've had for two days. And listeners, I haven't had them before. So this is new to me, being in like a dark room with your eyes closed, mm-hmm. no sound, no light, not, you can't get comfortable, your whole neck and your back. I thought I had meningitis. I was like, I'm, this is it. I'm dying. I need to go to the hospital. I didn't think the headaches could, could go that south. But they can. And now I know. <laughs> Go that south. Yeah. Really bad. Nausea. All over pain. Can't talk. Can't open your eyes. I can't believe it's that a you, curse. you were so sick, dude. It's a real curse. Yeah. Um, Last night was horrible. Tonight remains to be seen. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm in the clear. I hope you're okay. You seem very lucid. I'm thinking I'm in the clear. My vision stuff has gone away. I was seeing aura this morning. That stuff is so scary. Yeah, I had to like. I ran into a friend on the sidewalk. I had to like take off my glasses because I couldn't like focus on them. It was not great. But now I'm okay. I think it's because I drink a lot of water. I hope so. Yeah, and I painted some uh, some gravestones. Oh yeah, the gravestones look great. They look great. They look really good. Great. Um, yeah. I think I have to go first this week, because I think you went first last week. Um. And by have to, I mean oh, it's, it's law. yeah, because you did the Ghana, all the That's very right. cool, yes. Coffins, yeah. Um, In yes. honor of, I should have done gravestones, but, you know, I didn't know. I mean, in, I a, in a way, almost everything we do is about gravestones. In a way, my life is a gravestone. Mm. So, I have kind of a fun one. Okay. It's kind of like ghost roulette. Oh, I found oh, a website called ghostsofnewhaven.com. I love it already. And it just basically is a blog, and then you click next, and it just gives you a new ghost. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah, so I'm going to do a couple, but I'm starting on one that like I intentionally found because... This weekend, my mom was asking about the podcast, yeah. and she was like, well, have you guys done Haunted Banks? And I was like, no! Haunted Banks? Wow! That's an idea I've never, I never would have even thought You know of. what? There are so many Haunted Banks. Are there? Mm-hmm. There are tons of Haunted Banks, and there, I mean, of course there are. The bones are their money, so you have to think. <laughs> You have I, to think some haunted I banks. I was just picturing people getting uh, locked in a vault and dying yeah. and becoming a skeleton in I there. I think anywhere that there's like a safe or a vault. And also money, money's like very emotional. That's true. And I'm so many people touch that, it. Like more money doesn't carry like just a, t- a tiny whisper of a ghost along with it. Every I think time we're you, just not paying attention to money enough. Every time you put a quarter enough. in your pocket, you're putting somebody's special lucky coin in there and oh boy, you're taking That's that right. with you. That's right. And as somebody who believes in a lucky penny, yeah. I have to I have to take home what I take home. I have to admit. I have to say to myself, I'm taking this penny and I'm taking what comes with it. I'm taking this penny <laughs> and I'm taking what comes with it. What is that? I don't know, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm taking this penny. Wait, do you have a lucky coin? Uh, I've got a bunch. They're all pennies, and they're everywhere. Wait, they're all pennies. They're everywhere around oh, here. Yeah, I have. I have like a, a real lucky coin. Lucky coin. Oh, cool. That I'm gonna haunt. Fun. No, that's a bad thing to choose to haunt. It could just anything could happen to it. That's true. No, I want to haunt like a big giant building that like is here to stay. I am so glad you said that. Okay. Because the most haunted skyscraper in the world. <gasps> It's me. It's you. You're beautiful. Thank you. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. What did I say? I'm taking this penny and I'm taking what goes with it. What does that (laughs) fucking mean? It doesn't mean anything. Why did I just yell it so many times? The old Union Trust Building, now the home of Wells Fargo Bank, is the haunted 
the most haunted skyscraper in the world with over 100 documented stories of various hauntings Whoa. and unusual events taking place at the corner of 205 Church and Elm Streets across from New Haven County Courthouse. Ooh. On November 19th, 2004, the biggest police search for a ghost that ever Shut took place up. in the history of ghost hunting within and outside of the building How during the night police? and the wee hours of the morning took place. Okay. Ready? Yeah. A combined force of over 20 people from the Connecticut State Police, <laughs> the New Haven Police Force, Waste and the New Haven Fire Department, Holy along with fuck. two police dogs and private security guards of the building were involved. What are you talking they about? They searched the entire building from stem to stern, including Why? all 13 floors. Did they think they I think saw they th- someone? Yes. The mezzanine and the basement. Now and then the dogs would like bark and howl to indicate something was there, but they didn't, there was nothing there and they caught nobody on tape. But they were like, there is someone here. There is certainly, they, all 13 floors. That's so funny that they brought in like the fire department. This was by far the most thorough effort and determined like. Yeah, to find a ghost in the building since the 13-story building was open in 1927 as the Union and New Haven Trust Building. Oh, Connecticut. There is no explanation to, fi- to find, like, why this building has the greatest number of reports of ghostly activity uh, in the world. I mean, like, skyscrapers. Yeah. Skyscraper. 13 stories doesn't seem like a skyscraper, but I'll let that go. Mm. More than 100 supernatural incidents... It is one of the few, I'm going to call it just a big building, in the world um, to be haunted with this many specters. Mm -hmm. Some have speculated that being 13 stories Mm -hmm. is an explanation itself. Others dispute this since it also has a mezzanine and a basement. But I would say, no, basement doesn't count. Basement for sure doesn't count. Otherwise, hotels wouldn't. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, it's not buried on... I mean, it's not built on a burial ground. And this article mentions, like, also there has not been a curse uttered at the building. Oh, great. Thank you for letting us Or any, like, violent crimes or criminal activity. They don't know if if nobody's walked past. And, like, I curse you. Fuck this building. I curse you. Fuck it to hell. Virtually every floor has recorded some supernatural incident. Auditory, visual, olfactory... At all times of night. Recording an olfactory haunting is impossible. That is but such a I funny thing to like go. to like make note of like Yeah. Like four thirty AM woke up. Strong odor of popcorn. Small, strong, strong smell of pie. <laughs> Auditory phenomena have included disembodied voices, mm-hmm. sorrowful moans, Ooh. hands or palms slapping against the wall. Ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, footfalls, toilets flushing, lights turning on and off, and loud banging noises. Uh, all throughout all the floors. Yeah. Some of this has been detected through EVP. Others have heard their names called (gasps) and turned around to see that there is no one within shouting distance that could have done that. I hate that. I don't like that. That happened in in this building to me. Oh, oh, downstairs, right? Yeah. Um, Visual phenomena within and without the building have included shadowy images and full and and partial phantoms of people, usually male, Dressed in business suits and casual clothing alike, on more than one occasion, dwarfs have been reported. <gasps> what does that mean? Is this like a Twin Peaks? Dwarfs have place? been reported. Dwarfs have been reported. What it could have just been like mean? not a ghost at all. Yeah, I don't know. What uh, olfactory phenomena has not been left out. Like they make sure to say, um, perfume, tobacco. And, like, the like of that kind of thing. All right. Um, The basement is considered the most scary part of the building. Of any building. Like any any basement. Um, With its maze of unused spaces where the most ghostly activity has been reported. Mm. One of the guides there that kind of shows you around, Jesse Simpson, had an aunt. I don't know why. Just say the aunt's name. (laughs) Who told her the following story in connection with the basement. A bank clerk named Eli Wilson who... Okay, I'm just going to go in a story. Eli Wilson worked for the New Haven Trust in the the 20s. Okay. He concocted a scheme. I love In which he stole a few pennies. Pennies. You stole. All right. I'll take these pennies and I'll take what comes with them. Stealing a few pennies. From the accounts of people. One day, he went down secretly to the bank vault to collect 
his ill-gotten gains, his pennies. How much could you put? The doors of the vault. Did you make two dollars? Sorry, keep that's going. a lot in the twenties. The doors of the vault. They slam shut. Mm-mm. Since he had gone down in secret after Eddie, everybody had supposedly Ooh, left for the weekend. Uh-uh. No weekend. Nobody shit. could hear his shouts. He soon died from asphyxiation. Um, Jesse Simpson's aunt, who who will not be named, yeah, in the seventies went to work for the bank as a clerk. And on her first day on the job, she was asked to bring money down to the vault. She heard some shouts and pounding. And she fled, and she just <gasps> never went down there again until the day she retired. Whoa. I know. Wait, did nobody check to make sure there wasn't actually something? Somebody did eventually check, but, okay. uh, you know, they, they, like, mm, they were like, oh, that happens sometimes. Oof. Ready? I Are you ready for it. a ghost roulette? Of course. Sergeant Stubby standing tall at the New Haven Green. <laughs> I can't hear that right now. <laughs> it's a dog. Yes. That is Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant Stubby standing tall at the New Haven Green. <laughs> He's wearing a medal. He's so uh, handsome. A 1928 flagpole in the center of the New Haven Green's eastern section honors residents lost in the First World War. The dedication on the east face of the monument's eight-sided base reads in grateful memory of her heroic sons who fell in the service of the country. 1917 through 18, the city of New Haven erects a staff, 1928. The other seven sides of the flagpole's base bear bronze plaques that list the names of residents who were killed in the war. A foundation that was added to the site in 2003 surrounds the flagpole. Okay, great. We know what it looks like. (laughs) Sometimes, visitors in the park, at dusk, claim they hear taps and see just a ghostly hand or two raised in salute near the flagpole. A few... So they hear taps, not tapping. Oh, t- I got it. Taps. Yeah. Um, a few, I delivered it incorrectly. A few lucky people spot a pipple terrier oh at the God. flagpole. Dog ghost is my favorite kind of The dog of ghost. is silent and respectful. That's very, that's a very good door. In life, he was Sergeant Stubby. <laughs> the most decorated dog of World War I. In death. Oh, wow. He is still on patrol. And death, he's still Sergeant Stubby. In search of his buddies from the 102nd Regiment, 26th Infantry Division, the Rainbow Division. Cute. Sergeant Stubby was a homeless stray adopted by the regiment uh, that was training on the Yale University campus for service. They named him Sergeant Stubby on account of his stubby tail. (laughs) Sergeant Stubby learned how to march like the men and follow the orders of the bugle. That's really cute. He even raised his paw. To salute his superior officers. <laughs> Although it was against regulations, Sergeant Stubby was smuggled aboard a ship to Europe by That's his master, right. Private John Robert Conroy. Uh, when he was discovered, he is such a winning personality that he became the official mascot of the American um, Expeditionary Force. I love that. Sergeant Stubby wounded a few times while taking no. part in 17 battles in the course of four campaigns. No. Uh that was just a sentence that ends like that. Special boy. His presence improved morale. His barking during combat saved countless lives. I've loved him. He could sniff out mustard gas before it became lethal, oh thus giving the men enough time to don the gas mask that would save their lives. Uh, with his keen sense of hearing, Stubby could detect incoming artillery shells and the distant whine of German inf- infantry attacks. Wow. His barks would alert the soldiers the direction of the danger coming from their coming their way, and Stubby could also identify the German language. They should all every regiment should have a dog. That he undercovered a German things. spy hiding in the brush. What? Yeah. Hey, that dog's a hero. I know. He's a fucking hero. Wow. And you know what? Everybody knows. Because in 1921, General Blackjack Pershing... Blackjack oh. was not his name. It just says Blackjack in quotes and then Pershing, so he doesn't get... A, no real maybe name. Maybe his first name is General. Jack. The commander of the American um, Expeditionary Force personally pinned a one-of-a-kind Dog Hero gold medal on Stubby's military jacket, so they made him a jacket! <laughs> I think he has it on. Yeah, he's wearing it. Can you please let Oh, no. I think it's just like a sash with his medals. Oh, yeah, you're right. I goddamn love this dog. Aww, um, little coat. Yeah. 
Um, the American Legion made him an official member of the Veterans Organization. Three presidents, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, insisted upon meeting him when his master, Robert Conroy, ended up attending Georgetown University Law School after the war. Guess who came with him? The Sergeant well, Stubby. You better fucking bring Sergeant Stubby. Obviously, he became the official mascot of the football team. Oh my god, this dog is a star I know. beyond measure. Sergeant Stubby, he, he died of old age. Good. He died of old age That's in 1926. That is what you the, want. the New York Times honored his passing with a half page obituary. Damn. A taxidermist preserved the good <gasps> sergeant. Whose body is now on display like at the that. Smithsonian, oh, bringing it fuck. back to taxidermy. We should. No. We, nah, I don't we know. Can't. His we spirit, can't. however, does roam free uh, in the in the green pastures of New Haven, oh, uh, remembering where he first met his master, Private John Robert Conra. So beautiful. I love this dog. I love a Sergeant dog. Stubby, standing tall. Oh, Stubbs. I really love this ghost. Um, I'm going to let you pick now. Okay. We're going to do either the ghost ship of New Haven mm-hmm. or I'm just going to talk about a random thing in Seattle. <laughs> I guess we got to go with the ghost ship. That sounds more. Okay. One sec then. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. No. Uh, mm. No. I've changed my mind. Do the random thing in Seattle. I am going to just mention the thing in Seattle because I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, do it. You know that Seattle's built on, like, old Seattle, right? No, I don't. So this I just, I almost did this, then I was like, I kind of do just ghost roulette. Yeah. Seattle is, like, in a long time ago, Uh um, probably when it was built in, like, the 1800s or something. Yeah. There was a man, a cabinet maker in Seattle who, like, knocked over something. You know, I was talking about, like, linseed earlier. Yeah. Just something lit a flame, and then he tried to put it out with water. Mm-mm. It spread all over the place. Oh, God. And, like, 31 blocks of Seattle burned down. Holy shit. They decided to rebuild it, but they decided that they would rebuild on top of the foundations of the old buildings, but they were going to rebuild one story up. So they were going to put the sidewalks one story up. Like, fill so in. Did, oh, they just filled it in, like, with dirt? They didn't fill it in with dirt. It's like, some of it is, but the foundations of the buildings exist. So when they were, when people were, were, were like, rebuilding their buildings, yeah, they would keep the first, they'd build the first floor, yeah, and they wouldn't, like, decorate or put windows or anything. And then, like, the second story would be, like, nice, mm-hmm. because they knew that eventually that was going to be the first story. So basically, Seattle has an underground that Weird. is like a full-on underground layer, and a lot of it hasn't is it been used restored. For anything? No, touring, like going on fun ghost tours. I'm gonna show you just like a picture of it, but it's really cool, and it made me think about that lake. Yeah, the uh, the underwater lake. So like, this is all town. just like underneath Seattle. Wait, can I? Wow. In what? the uh, Pioneer so Quarter? Strange. I think it's called just one like old section of it, but like it's just like a town underneath Seattle. Oh my god. It looks kind of like a mine. Yeah. Like a, wow. Mm-hmm. That's so strange. For a time really when it was cool like still looking. accessible, it was like, you know, bad shit happened down there. Mm. It was a, a place to go and misbehave. Um, but yeah, it's just so cool. It's so cool. It's so spooky. Yeah. So that's just exists. And there are ghosts that live down there. Yeah. I bet they're tinkering with those, uh, truly little, little tools and little scraps of wood. They're little tinkers. They're tinkering. There's concrete. The ghost ship of New Haven. Uh Oh, here. Okay. Here we go. I'll just go right into it. Tell me about it. Um, also, uh, this article is a, a typo that just says, Connecticut has its own version of the Fling Dutchman. Fling? I don't know. Uh, the people of New Haven were go-getters from the get-go. Wow. In 1637, they founded the town of New Haven, planned a town square, which is, 
I would love to plan a town square. <laughs> Enjoyed peace and trade with the natives and waxed prosperously from farming. All right. right. Okay. They decided to spread their wings. They decided instead of waiting for merchants to come to them, they're going to just build some trade ships. They commissioned an exceptionally large ship of 150 tons oh, wow. to be built in nearby Rhode Island. They stocked the ship with foods, furs. In their eagerness to do so, they picked a bad time of year to launch the ship, January, Great. in the midst of winter. That's the easiest time to yeah. sail through those those. They nice had a really hard time breaking up the ice, of New Haven. clogging New Haven Harbor before mm-hmm. it could sail. The Reverend John Davenport... The co-founder of New Haven, pray God's blessing should benefit them all, especially the ship. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, uh, it was very foreboding well, when the ship sailed out, out tipping ship. just a little bit to one side, Ooh, which you do hate yeah. to see. Um, in the months that went by, just fear and fearful speculation. Whenever the townspeople spotted something unusual on the horizon, they'd rush to see if it was a ship. Other ships returned, but. No, no news of this one ship. Finally, the reverend prayed for a sign from God to show the anxious people what happened to the ship. More than a year later, their hearts leapt for joy. The ship had returned. Wow. They could see its sails in the far-off horizon. Suddenly, the observers saw the ship engulfed in a storm or a whirlpool. A whirlpool. A whirlpool. They could see the crew desperately fighting (gasps) to steer the ship landward. Then they could see the sails torn to tatters by the wind. Then the mast blown off. And even some of the sailors blown off. What? Then the ship began to break apart and sink. What the fuck? What made it even worse was realizing that what they were witnessing... Okay, let me read this again. What made the scene even worse was the realization that what they were witnessing was upside down in the atmosphere and not like the ocean. It was basically like a mirage. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, So it was happening farther away? Is that what that means? It was like, basically like it was a mirage. What I'm taking from this is that like, for some reason, the shipwreck that did happen to the ship that happened way, 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 way far away was reenacted close by. Wow. So people could see what happened to it. Jesus. But while they were witnessing it, it dawned on most people that they weren't actually seeing this happen. That's that's insane. Yeah, like, I see it. I know it's not real. And it was upside and down. And I see it. What? Yeah. Um, there's no telling. Like, the ship had gone down, whether it had taken place just in that moment or months before. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, to this day, eyewitnesses see this mirage again and again. What the fuck? There is no telling when it'll appear next, except that it'll take place after a major storm. And the crew is on an, like, eternal loop of getting blown off the ship. Ugh. That's so sad, but also really cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Also, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow recounted the event in The Phantom Ship. <clears throat> a ship sailed from New Haven, and the keen and frosty airs that filled her sails at parting were heavy with God, good men's prayers. <laughs> oh, Lord, if it be thy pleasure, oh, Lord thus pray the old divine to bury our friends in the ocean. Take them, for they are thine. But Master Lamberton muttered, and under his breath said he, This ship is so crank and walty, our fear, our grave, she will be. Calling somebody crank and walty? Ooh, I don't know what that means, but crank and walty is my new favorite ever insult. Use that. Walty. It's good. Uh, I'm just going to make sure that there's no old-timey definition of crank that we don't Ooh, know. Definition of Walty. Of a ship tending to list. <gasps> wow. Yep. This is just to bend. So it's bending. The ship is bending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A part of an axle or shaft bent out at a right angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta say, it reminds me of, uh, well, you know. Oh, sure. The Estonia. Of course. Of course, the Estonia. Yeah, so those are my New Haven ghosts for you today. I love them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that New Haven is full of spooky things. There's so much, like... Yes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, I mean, Yale itself must have so many ghosts within it. We should do that. Um, we should do, we should do Ivy that. League ghosts. That would be a fun one. So fun. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. And also supposedly the best pizza in the nation. Yeah, but clam slice. Yeah, I'll never know. A white clam slice. I we don't should, know why I'll go and I'll tell you. I can't imagine that it's the best slice. It. You know what? I... I'm so skeptical of the white clam slice. I but just so don't many buy people, it. and you know that I love a sauce. Yeah, but I want to try this white clam slice. I know. I just it's to me, and you know, I'm, I I might get a lot of backlash. I might get a lot of let's hear it. This. Let's hear it. If it doesn't have a sauce on it, I know it's not a pizza. What's pie. the point? You want a focaccia? It's not a pie. What are you doing? If you are eating a pizza without sauce, you just want. Like you just want a, a hot yeah. bread cheese. You want just a breadstick. Yeah. You want a breadstick. You want a focaccia. You want a roll with butter. Yeah. That's just what you want. Get a piece of bread and fucking microwave it with a yeah. slice of cheese on it. Yeah. You want a grilled cheese. That's what are you what doing? That's what you're doing. Come on. That's what you do. I, I like a pizza with a sauce so much that I turn my grilled cheese into a pizza by putting tomatoes on it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... You got it. That's a happy waitress, and that's oh, something that is, that is a happy waitress, true until that the is end. canon. You can all just yeah. say that from now on, and people will know what you mean. You can order it in any diner, and they'll know. Ask for a happy waitress, and if they don't know what you're talking about, you act like... Yeah. They are, like, way out of the loop. You make them feel bad That's for not knowing. That's on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because do you, it's do you world think renowned. It's world renowned. No, I'm here to talk about grilled cheeses. Oh. Mm. I don't even have bread with which to make a grilled cheese right now. Bummer. You do have cheese. I, Lord, do I. But it's for the Halloween party. Yeah. Um, no, it's all right. Yeah. It's probably too late. Mm. All right. So, um, because I'm planning on going to the beach last week uh i kind of went down a weird path which was i started out actually all of this is from a forum which is hold on i will find it beep boop boop beep boop boop beep Mm -hmm. okay uh, these are all from ghostsofamerica.com. Great. <laughs> and these are all forum posts of people started out just in the Rockways, then it basically spread to all different areas of Brooklyn and Queens. Um, these are some local reportings of ghost sightings in New York. Ooh. And then at the end, a couple of UFO sightings. <gasps> Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine if you're on the beach relaxing and you get you get beamed up? I mean, I'd be like, beam me back down, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm getting my freck on. Yeah. Um, okay, so these are just, I'm going to just read them. These are just people's posts Great. on this website. <clears throat> There's a ghost down on the beach. No, it's <laughs> not related to the plane crash. The go- this ghost was here before that since the mid-1980s, to be more specific. There have been sightings of a man on the beach that vanishes into thin air since that time. No one knows who he is, probably someone who died there, but no one knew about it. A missing person. Aww. I've seen him, and I know many others who have. Looks like a regular person, but he vanishes a few seconds after you see him. It's been going on for 30 years now with no signs wow. of slowing. That was at Rockway. Cool. All right, new one. There's a street called Hollywood Court, a dead-end street off of McBride. It only has seven houses. I've been in most of the houses in my lifetime. How? Uh, wow. They've lived on the block for 30 years. Oh, wow. Uh, all of the houses have ghosts attached to them. It's true. I witnessed a few of them and a lot before they built Dialia Court and closed in the huge empty lot that was there since the 60s. We all used to hear dogs barking for long periods of time, but we couldn't see them. Also, we used to hear a woman crying and couldn't find her. We used to see at times a white light travel through the lot and fade out. Over the years, I watched the elderly who owned houses pass away, then come back and haunt the properties they used to own. Oh, my God. All right, new one. 
if you go into the marshland on Seagirt Avenue, roughly where the old bungalow colony was. I love that these are kind of instructions, too. Oh, yeah. It's like this court, and then you take a left on blah, blah, blah. Well, what you can't, what's not included in here is like, like dozens of people responding being like, yeah, I've been down there, seen, seen yeah. that old ghost. Yeah. Just like responding, giving each other their emails, like oh clearly my God. like older people. Um, okay, so uh, if you go into the marshland where the old bungalow colony was, you can hear an old man screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> you get to. Oh, but my God. You, you, can, you, too, can hear an old man screaming at the top oh of his God. lungs. But when you go to check, there's nobody there. Ugh. Okay, on Beach 9th Street, there's an empty lot with a wall with the Hebrew letter Shin, which stands for shade, a demon in Hebrew. Oh, my God. And at 4 a.m., you can see a man in a top hat standing at the entrance. I like that. It's like, you can. Like, like, you could if you, you want You can it. do it. Go look, please. I really don't like any time that I'm near something and I find out as I'm near it that it's bad, yeah. I get scared. Just how, like, I'd probably be like, what's that? And it's like, oh, that's like... A word for demon. That's like a fun demon's name. I mean, it's but also it Shin is just a letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Oh, so it's like, how is how, how are they getting demon from that? I think it would be like if somebody was like, there's six, which is a demon's number. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but man in a top hat at 4 a.m. That feels like a very personal one-time experience. That's so just like a, a cabaret ghost. Yeah, um, also That's true. just like a... A well-dressed, perhaps homeless man. Yeah. Um, Okay, in Bayswater Park in the baseball field, these dogs appear out of nowhere. They attack you and then vanish without trace into the woods. Anyone know anything about this? Anyone know anything about this? (laughs) I, I, like, cut some of them out, but almost all of these have people being like, anybody else see this? Anybody remember this? Aww. Wait, so they attack you, but, like, you don't get hurt. They attack you and then vanish into the woods? I, I guess know. they just, like, no scare deeps. attack you and then leave. Um, on Channing Road, there obviously is a very disturbed ghost opening back doors of houses on the block. Pretty Ooh. crazy. Or it's just, like, somebody <laughs> coming in your or house late man. at night. Yeah, or the wind. Ooh. Uh, I was walking across the beach on 2nd Street Bridge late at night. I heard a loud yell from under the bridge. I ran to the side railing and looked down, and in the murky water, I saw what looked to be a transparent figure at the <gasps> bottom. Oh. After about three seconds, it faded away. Does anybody know the history? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like ending something with, like, oh, does anybody have a, a coupon for the shop right down, down the lane? Yeah, yeah. Um, what is going on? That one's really spooky. It's very scary. Uh, if you go down to the beach during the very early morning hours, you might see the Atlantic Beach Ghost. It's a man whose boat sank. He almost made it. He swam ashore and died on the beach. This oh. happened in the 1950s. Oh, that really fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, playground on Beach 66. Totally haunted. You can see playground equipment moving at night. Oh, I don't that like that. Scary. That's fucked up. I have seen playground equipment moving on its own, but usually in, like, extreme weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never, it's like... like pre-thunderstorm wind and stuff. Yeah. Never just in the night just for no reason. Night, a swing going. Ugh. Uh, I was out for a jog on the bridge, and when I was about halfway across, I saw a dark shadow-like figure come towards me. I got really scared and turned around and ran the other way. Good call. Yeah. The figure came closer (gasps) and caught up. When it caught up with me, I could feel a cold go through me, and then the figure continued on its way away from me. What? And I never went running alone again. And they, they concluded by saying, very scary experience. Ah! Yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing. Are you kidding me? You were very close to death in that moment. Oh, spirit passed through you. And it also decided to. Yeah, it Like it saw you. you, it chased you, yeah. it passed you. I'm sorry, but part of it's in you. Yeah, it's, it is within now. Um, I have lived so in my sorry. house in Ozone Park for 20 years. Over the years, we have experienced many different things. Mist, footsteps, etc., in my basement, my mother has seen a full apparition of a little girl in a white nightgown and a sleep cap circa oh. early 1900s. Ooh. She also saw something crawling on the floor <gasps> one afternoon. Okay, that's not allowed. No. But keep in mind, Steph, these are all, like, in... They're, th- these are in, like, the Brooklyn 
Queen's Air. Uh, These are all very around Crawling us. is one of the worst things that could happen. Um, my children used to say a ghost named Cleo would come and play with them at night. Nothing has happened recently. They must be used to us, and my children are grown now, so Cleo doesn't visit anymore. Oh, Cleo. Um, Sad her friends grew up. I know. Uh, this story is about an abandoned house on Ford Street. A little girl was murdered there. Oh, my God. I'm very curious and wanted to go check it out. When I entered the house, I saw a big mess. I walked through the house very quietly, and as I walked in the kitchen very slowly, I sat down on a chair and relaxed for a bit. Yeah, just relaxed in a murder Fucking, house? What are you doing just walking in? Wow. Uh, also, somebody could live there. Yeah. As I was sitting there, I felt a cold breeze run down my spine. I got up and walked through the house a little bit more. I entered the living room, and on the other side of the room, there was a staircase. The stairs twirled down, and some of the wooden boards were broken and as some as if someone stepped on it and it snapped. I was starting to get the creeps and wanted to leave. As I was running for the door, the door slammed on its own. Oof. I went upstairs and entered a pink room with butterflies on the wall. The butterflies had no eyes. The girl must have scratched them out, I said to myself. Anyway, I was going for the window when something pulled Are you me back me? and hurt my leg. So I crawled to the window and climbed out and never went on that street ever again. Yeah, you gotta not. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, Fuck. Okay, when I was younger, I lived in a house on 78th Street in Ozone Park. This house had a life of its own. On the day we went to go see the house and potentially buy it, it was the very day I realized that I didn't want to live in it. While my parents were talking to the owner of the home, I was told I could go look around. I decided to go upstairs to the second floor. The home was a bit old. It had wood paneling all through and it had a dark and gloomy feel. I entered a room that was fairly big with walk-in closets. I noticed a small old sewing machine. Then I felt as if something walked past me. When I turned to look, it was nothing, so I ignored it because I thought it was my mind playing tricks on me. I went downstairs and told my mom this house was weird. The first night we stayed at the home, my siblings and I shared the room and air mattresses until we were done unpacking. We were sleeping, and I remember getting up to get some water. When I walked out of the room, I saw a shadow figure, which looked like a man. I thought it was my dad, so I yelled out, Hey, Dad, why are you just standing there? Then the black shadow (gasps) man turned towards me, and I just felt pure terror. It wasn't my dad. I ran back into the room and got my brother up. He went to see if it was there, and he saw a shadowy movement. We stayed in the room with our covers over our head. This was the first of many encounters in this home. God damn it. Um, All right, so... Now we're going to move on to some New York UFO sightings. Okay. Yeah. So, Steph, did you know that in the past year there have been more than 100 UFO sightings reported in New York City? What? Honestly, it kind of feels like there would be more for some reason, but yeah. See, I thought the opposite. I thought that people would see lights in the sky and just be like an airplane or a helicopter. I always assume. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and not only that, there are so many, tons and tons, going back decades. Also unrelated, kind of, mostly related. There's something called Ghost Doctors Ghost Tours NYC, NYC's only interactive ghost hunting and paranormal tour experience that uh, does UFO-themed tours, and I think we should do this. We definitely should. We haven't even scratched the surface with aliens. I know. We really should do this tour. Yeah. Um, okay, so once again, same website, just UFO theme postings. Great. <clears throat> it must have been about 45 to 50 years ago walking home in Fresh Meadows, about 11 p.m. when I noticed a for- formation of about four round vehicles hovering about 1,000 feet above me. All four had lights, red, green, blue, and a white light on the bottom. At first, I thought they were helicopters. However, they had no sound coming from them. As I was walking to my home, they started to descend and switched positions erratically, but very controlled, and stop and descend to a lower altitude, maybe 100 feet above me. They must have been 50 feet across in size. Oh. Once again, they would hover above without a whisper. When I would walk about 50 yards or so, they would switch positions and abruptly follow directly above me. I was not afraid, but extremely curious as to what they were and why they were following me. 
As I reached close to home, they all disappeared in a matter of seconds skyward. I had only told my sister of this experience as she was leery of what I told her. I told nobody else till now. Um, Okay, next one. I was a child of about seven or eight, and I was hanging out in the playground by myself, and all of a sudden... A huge ball of pulsating bright light comes across the sky. It was so bright, I thought I would feel heat coming from it, but I did not. This took place in Flushing housing projects around 1973 or so, right by Queens College. Once again, almost every post is people being like, at the end, like, if anybody else was there, please get in touch. I mean, that's what we do, too. Like, hey, and desperately, if you want to talk to us about A lot of them have responses being like, I was there and I saw that. Wow. Um, Okay, last year in October, I visited a dear friend of mine who lived on Corona Ave. We were on the back porch of her home and were just socializing with some other friends who happened to come by as well. At around 9.30 p.m., I noticed there were four lights forming a straight line flying above her neighborhood at about 200 yards above the roofs. They were greenish-blue lights. They flew at a steady speed. Then the lights changed from greenish-blue to bright red. After about two or three minutes, the formation turned into a V. Then they all flew away into the dark sky. Oh. Like, on its own, whatever. But there are so many stories on this. That is so so wild. I have lived here in Woodside since 2000 and never witnessed anything like I did in October last year. I was with uh, my brother and our dog, Jenny. Oh. Really cute dog name. As we were near a church, Jenny stopped frozen for almost a minute. Then she started to run around my brother like crazy. Then she stopped and stared at these four balls of light. They were flashing yellow and blue and were flying or actually hovering on top of the empty field right by the church. They were looping around the field for almost five minutes. My brother and I and Jenny were in shock. We didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. A dog in shock is... A dog in shock. Wow. That's how you know. That's how you know it's aliens. My cousin lives near... Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant (laughs) Stubbs. My cousin lives near Mount Olivet Cemetery, and I went to visit him last summer. His bedroom window was facing Mount Olivet Crescent. At night, I asked him if he had ever seen anything strange looking over at the cemetery. He admitted to seeing some weird balls of light sometimes. He said when he closed his window one night, he saw a cluster of orange lights forming a V-shape flying over the cemetery. He thought they were just fireflies, but when he looked carefully, they were not. These lights were flying very fast in a pendulum motion while forming a V-shape. My cousin Hmm. said after a minute or two, they went up in the sky in different directions. I love how this one begins. I'm hereby reporting a UFO I saw last night. (laughs) It was 11 p.m. I had just gotten home, and I looked up to see if it was cloudy or clear, and I saw an object fly across the sky. It was shaped a bit like a football, but straight along the sides and had a yellow-orange glow. I move about as fast as a supersonic fighter or it moved about as fast as a supersonic fighter jet across the sky but without a sound i would like to encourage other witnesses to come forward and share your experience <laughs> other, witnesses. other witnesses i hereby, I hereby wow uh last night i looked out and saw these lights dancing in the sky i went outside to get a better look and i counted five lights all in uh all moving around in some kind of coordinated pattern After I'd been looking for about a minute, they all stopped and joined into one single bigger light and moved away northbound. Um, I remember about 30 years ago when I was a teenager and was hanging out with my friends one night, we saw these four strange lights in the sky that came in real fast from the side, and then they stood absolutely still for half a minute. And then they suddenly started moving again in the same direction just as fast. It was pretty late at night, probably around 2 in the morning. Um, Not many people were up. Okay, and then in response to this one, somebody responded and said, it was the early 80s that I saw something similar to what you saw. It was so late at night. I don't remember what time it was either. What I saw could be the same thing you guys experienced. Who knows? I actually saw four lights as well. Whoa. They stood still in the sky for what seemed like 30 seconds and then moved fast from right to left and stood still again. Then they just moved super fast to the other side of the sky and just disappeared. Cool experience. Cool. And then another response to it. Hello, my mother shared an experience she had, and it is identical to what you guys saw. 
It was in the 1960s in Brooklyn. She was sitting on the corner of her block at night with her friend. She looked up and saw circular lights hanging low together, and then they disappeared into the sky. And um, that's all I got. That's wild. I mean... It does... I mean, like, it's wonderful to know that... There's so many people. There's neighbors you have that mm-hmm. might have seen the same ghost as you. I mean, they might have seen the same ghost. What I'm taking and you away. you never know until yeah. you post on a forum. Engage your community. Engage the community. Yeah. You know, ask them. Don't be embarrassed to ask. No. Don't be embarrassed to de- hereby declare that yes. you have seen this ghost. If anybody else has seen it. Respond to my forum. They post. can hereby declare as well. Yeah, you got to get it out there. Mm-hmm. No shame. No shame in it. I you say, didn't do Ghosts it. Ghosts of America, incredible oh. resource for finding people who have seen the same ghost as you. It incredible. Turns out. Um, oh I just God. mean, I mean, a lot of the ghosts that I think I've seen, my mom is just like, yep. Yeah. But all, honestly, the idea of somebody confirming that you saw a ghost oh is God. really scary to me. Like when we were on the Sleepy Hollow tour and our girl yes. Lauren was like, was like, yeah, I saw a ghost right over there immediately after you were like, I think I saw a ghost right over there. Yeah, and I I had been like, <laughs> can't possibly be true. I didn't see anything. Listener, and then she was true. like, right there? That, mm-hmm. I saw a ghost there. And yeah. that was the origin of the rectangle ghost. That was a rectangle. It was a long rectangle with a right angle triangle below it. And that was Somehow the ghost. Somehow the scariest thing I've ever heard. Uh, way up high in a tree. That was the ghost. So wow. scary. So oh, very, very scary. I love UFOs. Scary. I love them so much. I know. Those weren't like, you know, they weren't the craziest stories. They weren't the coolest. Um, but they were local. Yes. And that's what I was going for. That's what's important. Because I, I think just that, like firsthand people yeah. being like, anybody else see this UFO tonight? I saw it. That and like the boonies gets all the good UFO stories. Well, yeah. So it's you nice think, to know they're visiting us too. I like to think that in the boonies, it's more that they probably have, first of all, have a better view of oh, like yeah. the surrounding country so they can see things further away. Mm-hmm. Um, but also are probably, like, not in, you know, not that we can't see outside from in here, but we aren't surrounded by, I don't know if this even makes sense, we're not surrounded by as many windows as if you're in, like, a big old house. Oh, no, yeah. Even in in Connecticut, even when I was home this past week, it Mm -hmm. dawned on me that I can, like, I'm aware of what the outside looks like around me in my home. Yeah. And I can see a lot of it even. Yeah. But, like, in my apartment right now, really hard for me to get a 360 understanding of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the fuck is going on back there. Yeah. This is just walls and buildings. Yeah. And then the street, I can barely visualize from in here. But in a a home, Mm -hmm. I can, like, draw you a picture of everything outside. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think you're right. The vantage is just, like, so much more... You just got command over land in a way that we just don't in the city. You got command over land. Yeah, I'm gonna take this penny and everything that comes with it. Yeah, is that what it was? I w- we'll have to listen back, but oh it's I'll, I'm gonna take this penny. I'm gonna take everything that comes with it. Something like that. And I I do I didn't know until just today that that is what I think every time I pick up a penny. I'm like, oh, shiny new penny, a heads up penny. Well, I'll take it. And whatever, and whatever, whatever should, checkered past yeah. is tethered itself to it. Whatever may befall me because I did this, let it, so be it. So be it. I hereby declare that yeah. I am taking this penny I, and everything that, that like goes along with it. That is like a severe manifestation of my anxiety that I think even picking up a penny is going to alter the, the fate of all of us. Yeah, you're, you're really living with the butterfly effect like in your day-to-day. In my day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah, everything I do. Um, well, well, yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna nyquil myself tonight. Do you think it's counterindicative to do that when you've had a couple migraines? Did you take migraine meds today? What did you take? Uh, Excedrin way early though. Uh, no, it's probably fine. All right, I'm gonna call my nurse mom just in case. I mean, Excedrin has caffeine in it, but. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's essential, I've learned, for a migraine. Oh, for sure. You gotta really caffeine yourself sure. up. Which, of course, I have no problem doing. Yeah. Uh, um, what's your tip? Oh, boy. 
<clears throat> what is my tip? Um, paint a grave if you're having a, a hard day. Yeah, paint a grave. Paint soothing. a grave. Um, soothing. Mm. It is soothing. You can draw like a weird fat piggy little cherub face on it. Yeah. Um, they look good. They look really good. They do look really good, I think. Um, I guess my tip would be just like plan ahead if you're going to have strangers over that you don't just have like seven graves and a nine foot tall coffin around. Just know, know your company and understand your surroundings. You know, also, my, my tip is happy birthday, Robin. Oh, well, thank you. And pretty soon it's going to be happy birthday, Stephanie. Well, pretty soon, but this week is your week, your special week. Wow, thank Halloween you. party, beach day, and we're seeing Iron Maiden on Friday. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it. Like, I can't where wait. Where even is that? Is that Barclays. a Square? Oh, no, okay. it's close. Thank goodness. Um, I would also say if you live near a, a flying tiger, Ooh. go in right now. They've got lobster stuff that you would not even believe. I've they got some lobster ice cubes chilling in my freezer right stuff. now. Yeah. I've got lobster lights. They have lobster. Crab pouch. I was paralyzed when I went in because I had no idea where to begin. Wow. Everything lobster. Unreal. Where I'm going to plug in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to plug in these lobster lights. I think that that would be really soothing to do like maybe above your headboard. It's like a little oh, night yeah. light. I want to share them with the world. So I'm going to put them out here for now. All right. For the party. Maybe yeah. I'll put them around my piano right where they are. Oh, yeah. That might be fun. It could be fun. Ah, I do love lobsters, but summer can't end soon enough. I oh, want it to be fall. God, it was so fucking foul. I guess hot out, no. Repulsive. I like the out. weather like today, and I love summer. Yeah, today but was nice. It just can never be 105 degrees it again. It was unbearable. That can't ever happen Sickening. again. Yeah. Um, um, you guys should email us all. You're email us. That's we'll, the spirit we'll podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, you can quite literally email us anything. Anything at all. Anything. And we'll probably read it on the air. Yeah, if you want me to um, also just send you a recipe, I'll do that. Yeah. You can email us about anything, really. Yeah. Anything about your heart desires. Anything about nothing. Yeah. Um, follow us on uh, Twitter at SpiritPod. Instagram, that's the spirit podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go on that's the spirit podcast.com, you can find a link to our merch on T Public. It's fun. Get some merch. You can also rate us our show and subscribe to our show because it helps us in the long run. And that would be nice super if you did that. Preach. Also, you could email us a confession. I'm just saying, if you need to get something off your chest, you, we're really good listeners and you could email it to us. I do specify if you want us to read it on the air or not, though, because. Right. I, mean, we might. I think I would only anonymously share a confession. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Unless of course. you, unless, unless you say, say like, I, I hereby need declare. everyone to know. Yeah, yeah. I hereby declare. I do declare that I've done this thing. Um, yeah, get in touch. Um, because guess what? We love you, and we'll see you in hell. See you there. Goodbye. Bye.